0: Again, smmarketingsociety.com.
1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media.
2: All right, on today's show, making and scheduling Facebook Reels is getting easier. Also, Reels are not the only content getting distribution beyond our followers on Facebook. So we'll talk about that. And a new collaborative ad tool that could help sales happen more quickly on Facebook. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard. And this is the social media marketing talk show, a social media examiner production, where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you.
0: I was recently at social media marketing world, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you.
2: Today, I'm joined by Allie Bloyd. Allie is host of the Marketing Inc. podcast and founder of Allie Bloyd Media, a leading training and consultancy for small businesses that specializes in social advertising. Welcome to the show, Allie.
1: Thank you so much for having me, as always. Happy to be here.
2: So Reels, Facebook wants more of them because the more they have, the more better ones they can show to people. So they're making it easier now to create Reels, especially for businesses. What are some of these updates they've rolled out here in the last month or two?
1: Yeah. So they are going to allow you to basically auto-create Reels from your stories. Part of this is really to try and encourage new people to create Reels. So this is what I've seen across several of the updates that involve Reels. They just want to get more people involved. I think there are a lot of people who are still kind of sitting on the sidelines when it comes to creating their own Reels. They may be consuming them, but all of these rollouts are basically pushing people in the direction of creating them as easily as possible without having to think too much about it. So I haven't personally used this just yet, but I do feel if somebody is active on stories, that it's a great way to go ahead and, you know, dip their toe in the water if they haven't tried it yet, or maybe just create more reels from their story content that they didn't consider posting before.
2: The tech is pretty neat because it will take your stories and then it'll just add them to music and set it to the beat. So it looks really cool. I played with a little bit on some almost nothing stories and it's like, oh, this is so much better than my story was. Absolutely. With your agency, you obviously work with a lot of businesses that use business pages through ads and things like that. Are a lot of your clients using Facebook stories much?
1: Some are, some aren't. I think overall, you know, my agency is so heavily focused mainly on the paid advertising aspect that a lot of my clients get overwhelmed at the thought of having to do a ton of organic every single day. And I mean, I think it's easy to do like with all of these features. Okay, it was stories, now it's reels. And, you know, do I still need to post regular types of posts? And so Ultimately, some people who do have just kind of a natural affinity towards video especially, they definitely lean into stories a bit more. But definitely my clients like to use stories for their ad placements and you know mm-hmm. things of that nature. So it's a great way to still be able to participate in that without necessarily feeling like you have to show up every day. So it's kind of a mix. I think definitely on the local side, we tend to not see as many of those businesses doing stories, although I think it could be great for them. I also work with marketers and agencies, so they tend to be the ones that lean into stories quite a bit more.
2: And they've also added the ability to take somebody else's reel and remix it, as well as the opportunity to cross post from Instagram. And then the other thing that is rolling out now is the ability to schedule reels from more places ahead of time, which is a big time saver, right?
1: Absolutely. I think this is probably going to be one of those features that will have the greatest impact potentially long-term because that is one of the challenges of content creation in general is the time aspect. And a lot of people would prefer to plan things out and schedule things out. And, you know, this was a challenge early on with stories, not being able to do some of those things ahead of time. We do have the ability to save them as drafts, but I think being able to Post your Reels from other platforms and schedule them out is going to be great for getting people to either A, participate in Reels for the first time or B, get people who are already doing it to do it a lot more where it's less of an afterthought or less based on do I have time in this moment to do it. They're going to be able to put a little bit more forethought into it.
2: Yeah. Occasionally you'll see a brand that is maybe similar to yours and it has like this massive reel and you're like, oh yeah, I got to get on that. Let me put something up. And it definitely makes sense to be more strategic and any chance you get to have everything in one place as opposed to, okay, I'm in creator studio now. Now I'm in the Instagram app. Now I got to go to YouTube. Now I got to, you know, go to all these different places. For sure. As marketers, we're always trying to stay up obviously with the latest and the changes. And if you really want to stand out for your business, or for your clients. It's time to get some social media marketing training that will really improve your results. Our premium membership, the Social Media Marketing Society, is currently available for new members, but only for a short time. Pat Mills, one of our members, said it was the best investment so far of his career. And the doors are closing next week. If you wanna get more information, just go to socialmediasociety.info, socialmediasociety.info. So the other big discussion going on with Meta right now is about this connected versus unconnected distribution. And this is a thing that is completely changed in 2022. So can you kind of explain what that is? Because, you know, Facebook chooses their words, but what are the words behind it so that we can all understand it better?
1: Yeah, so simply put, the connected distribution is what we would consider connecting with our existing audience. People who like our pages or follow us or are friends with us. People that, you know, are already familiar with us. Ultimately, Even with those people, up until this point, you haven't been able to get tremendous reach, even with your connected audience on some of these platforms. So I am optimistic that some of these changes might actually be pushing them to expand that distribution more to the connected audience as well. But that's what they mean by connected. Unconnected is the opposite. It's people who are not yet connected to you through a like or a follow or a friend request. And what they want to do is allow people who are not connected to you to find you more easily. So I feel that this is really kind of taking a page from the TikTok playbook and allowing people to be more easily discoverable to new people. I think that's been part of the appeal of TikTok thus far is that people feel like, hey, I can be on a platform for not very long and kind of see a big impact, even if it's just one post or one video, you know, it gives them kind of that endorphin rush that keeps them coming back. That's part of the pull of social media ultimately is that people want to feel that their efforts are not wasted, that they are being seen by people, that they are allowing their audience to grow. That is going to continue to push them to do it more and more. So I think as particularly Facebook has seen some users, you know, maybe spending less time there, maybe more time on Instagram over the last couple of years. They want to create features that allow people to want to spend more time on that platform. And I think part of it is that discoverability factor for them. So this is something where it's basically going to suggest your content to people who've never seen you before. And I'm sure a lot of you have already kind of seen those little carousels, you know, suggested for you, things like that on some of the content you've consumed. Basically, the way that you're going to reach more people that you're not connected to is pretty similar to what I think are just content best practices in a lot of ways Essentially, making your content shareable. So, something that other people would find interesting and maybe a different or unique perspective that can start a conversation. Asking questions can be a great way to do that, allowing people to feel heard because I think naturally humans want to voice their opinions, making sure that it is engaging and also original. They've definitely put an emphasis towards the original content as opposed to kind of repurposing other people's existing content. So come up with your own ideas and it could definitely pay off long-term.
2: And just to give you an idea for the potential of this, I know a woman who, and this is not Facebook, but it's still within meta, had a carousel, as you mentioned on Instagram, go viral for lack of a better word. And she grew 50,000 followers in two days from it. And it was the perfect people for her because you want it to be good content, but you want to be the content that attracts your perfect people. Absolutely. And then meanwhile, I have another friend has a Facebook business page with 47 followers. And she just asked a simple question and expected to have to ask two friends to be the ones that commented. And it got 800 comments and counting within a couple of days. So this is happening. And it's not just reels, which is really interesting to see.
1: I agree. I think it's a nice change for Facebook. Definitely.
2: And for business owners and marketers, it's a gift, you it know, is. Like, it is. like, wow, okay, this, you know, we keep, we don't have the control that we have with paid ads and things like that. But still, if it's the right content, uh, some really, really neat things can happen. And then another thing that they are rolling out and testing with pages is the ability to just start posting content that will be for some of your followers. Am I interpreting that correctly?
1: Yeah, so this is supposed to be for people who are your top fans or your top subscribers. So they can do this by going into their audience settings and selecting the top fans option when sharing a new post. So this is part of what they hope will be one of many rollouts for creators specifically. I think that's been a big focus for Meta in the last year. They want more features and options for creatives as opposed to, you know, just business pages and things like that, so that this will become a hub of where they want to create their content. And this is a way that you can just kind of give people exclusive access to things or early access. It gives them a reason to become a top fan and to engage with your content more heavily if they know that there is some reward in it for them.
2: Well, and yeah, it definitely brings those people back. I also saw this as a great way to sort of test your content with your warmest people first, because if they don't even like it, then, you know, it's not going to do well anywhere else. A hundred percent. And it sort of has this aspect to it where, you know, I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you've ever taken a piece of content and you've boosted it to a warm audience first, get some social proof going and then spend money to get it out to a cold audience.
1: For sure. Yeah. I think it's a great way to go about it.
2: Yeah. And then just real quick, the new Facebook pages experiences should be out to everybody now. I know people, at least from what I've seen, are not loving it so far. I don't know what your experience has been for you and your clients, Allie.
1: I think it's been pretty similar. I don't personally love it. This is one of those things that I felt that Facebook's had a hard time with really over the years is the page experience or some of the navigation features that they've come out with. And I think, first and foremost, it's such a big part of how people use the basic functions of these apps that once you change something that is in those built-in navigation features, it's quite impactful to their user experience. There's going to be confusion. There's going to be some hiccups. I don't personally love it because I am on a lot of different pages, and I have been constantly switched back and forth between different pages. And it is a challenge to make sure that you know which page you're actually on right now You don't want to have a hiccup where you're trying to post something for one page or do something for one page and it ends up being from another page. The notifications, I think there's some promising things there. I think it's nice to be able to get some of the notifications from some of the pages on your main notifications dropdown. However, I see it as also pretty similar. When you click on one of those notifications, For another page that you're on, you may not, number one, really care about the notifications that they're showing you, but it's going to automatically switch your profile. So again, I've thought it's been a bit of a clunky rollout. Maybe they will improve things. They seem to attempt to improve things along the way, but I can't say that I feel it's one of the best updates they've come out with.
2: And I think this is especially a pain point for marketers, as you said, that are in charge of a bunch of different pages, as opposed to the business owner that has a personal profile, and then they're an admin for their one business page, or maybe their page, and then the school class group or something you know for like sure. that or school page. So one thing I've been recommending to people, and this doesn't solve the problem if you manage 20 pages, is keep the page stuff in Creator Studio or Business Suite and then do your personal stuff separate because at least that way, you're not getting switched back and forth quite as much. But,
0: Absolutely. Yeah,
2: doesn't uh, solve everything for sure. And if you have noticed your follower count drop this week, perhaps dramatically, this was some breaking news, Newsweek reporting that some big pages lost thousands and thousands of followers this week.
1: Yeah, so this is something that I don't believe Facebook has actually addressed yet, but I think most people assume that this is bots being removed from the platform in general. So I think it was maybe April or June of this year where they really aggressively said that they were going to try and get rid of a lot of these spam or bot accounts. Honestly, I think it's directly tied to, you know, the Elon Musk Twitter bid and the impact I think that they saw that this could have on the valuation potentially of their company because people, number one, don't have a good experience when there are a lot of spam accounts or bot accounts. It also artificially inflates numbers on different pages, maybe gives them some credibility they don't truthfully deserve, but it's just not good for their bottom line at the end of the day because those are not real users. So they did start the process of trying to get rid of a lot of this. I think they said 1.6 billion accounts were wow. disabled earlier this year. Most people believe this is just kind of some lingering accounts that are being cleaned up. Most of what happened appears to have been on some like top media outlets, at least the noticeable drops.
2: Right. Of thousands and thousands.
1: Yeah. The bigger the pages, the more you're going to see those drops. So it's possible that you know regular business owners would see a drop as well. But I think ultimately, if you've actually been trying to foster a real community of engagement of real people, you're probably not going to have quite as many as some of those accounts did if it was bot related. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, what the real numbers are, the real numbers are, and people need to be okay with that. I'd rather not have a lot of bot and spam accounts on any platform. And I think they're starting to realize it's not so great for them either.
2: And if you're a marketer listening right now, and you're already thinking about your end of the month report that you send to clients, this is legit. It's been in a bunch of major publications, especially since it affected the major publications. Definitely. So there's definitely a legit reason and excuse if you happen to see that with any of your client pages. So this is a really interesting update, a collaborative ad tool that they are rolling out, which I think ultimately could improve not only tracking, but also the speed that people can make sales through Facebook ads. So tell us about this uh, collaborative tool they're rolling out.
1: Yeah, so this is interesting. It appears that this is at least starting for Groceries and restaurants so they want these businesses to have the ability to let people purchase and check out and have delivery options directly from the platform so like so many of the updates that we've seen over the years the longer they can keep you on the platform, the better it is for them, the better it is for advertising dollars, all of those things. So their motivation is let's make it simple by keeping everybody in one spot so they don't have to leave. Because if you leave that platform, you're less likely to come right back. And so they're actually allowing you to like purchase groceries and order your to-go meal from a restaurant directly from the newsfeed. And I mean, I think it could be definitely a benefit for businesses that are utilizing local delivery options. If you are a restaurant or in the grocery industry, this could be a great one for you. And I think long-term, ultimately, this could be utilized for a variety of different businesses. This is where they're starting. And not everybody's going to have access to this just yet. Like so many of their rollouts, it's being tested with a small number of accounts, then probably if things go well, they'll roll it out to the rest. But this is one feature. I mean, especially as somebody who works with local businesses, I think has a ton of potential. And the easier you can make it for somebody to make the purchase and directly track the purchase back to the ad, the better it is for the business at the end of the day. Attribution becomes easier and hopefully you'll be able to monetize your list and your customers a lot better than you would otherwise.
2: That's what I love about is the increased tracking, but also, you know, the idea of, I mean, if you think of like a new food rollout, like all of a sudden they come, I don't know, I think of some of these novelty things, like, I don't know, I'm making this up, but like Twinkie flavored Oreos, right? For a certain person, they're gonna go, what? <laughs> but they might close Facebook and forget about it, and never go to the store. But if you can actually order it right then and there and have it delivered, that changes everything. For sure. Facebook groups continue to be an incredible way to stay connected with your audience and help them be connected with each other. And Meta has been adding some new messenger tools with Facebook groups. Tell us what's going on with these.
1: So I think this is one of the more interesting features, rollouts and updates that I've seen. It reminds me in some ways of, Clubhouse. So they have added like the audio feature in message chats for Facebook groups, essentially. So if you are an admin of a Facebook group, you can create chats that have themes for your group members. You can also create admin only chats. So you and your other moderators can communicate easily about the members, about different posts, things like that. You can enable the audio feature. You can enable the video feature. There's a lot of different things they're doing within messages specifically for groups. So again, definitely reminded me quite a bit of some of the clubhouse features. I do think this could be a really cool option for certain groups, especially for in-person meetups and collaboration and event organizing and things where there needs to be more back and forth. And you're going to have a harder time getting that inside of a group because with the algorithm, different posts are constantly getting pushed up and down based on the engagement of them. And so I think this is a really great way to kind of keep things in a streamlined chat. Ultimately, you know, just on the privacy note, they have once again reminded us that they do collect our data from messages and chats. So make sure that you're only sharing things within your chats that you are cool with Mark Zuckerberg knowing about otherwise, you know, take it offline. But I do think that this could be a really unique feature to just generate a deeper sense of community. in some of these groups utilize it in more of a real life application. And I've even thought about ways I might be able to use this with my own private, you know, mentorship student Facebook group doing just kind of off the cuff trainings in the message chat or having threads where people can share their wins and share their results, things that could allow you to generate more social proof could be a really cool way to further connect with your audience again, more in a, a real time format.
2: And I like that they've, you know, included some moderation tools and the sub channels and all of that, because my first reaction was, that's gonna get intense. (laughs) Yeah, 200 people in a Facebook group or 5000 or 20,000. And I don't know if you have any group text chats that you're part of. And you're just like, okay, please take me out of this.
1: Overwhelming. Yes, absolutely. I think the organization of those chats is definitely going to be key there.
2: Yeah. So I look forward to reading more about exactly what all of those do. And it's always interesting that Facebook is testing and trying all kinds of things, but they are shutting down two programs they just announced. What are these?
1: So neighborhoods and bulletin. Most people may not even be familiar with those at all. (laughs) They may have not known that they ever existed. Ultimately, Bulletin was kind of a ripoff of Substack, and Neighborhoods was kind of a ripoff of Nextdoor. So I think this is something that we've seen from Meta, you know, time and time again. They like to take what other people are doing and try and implement it into their own. Softwares, which you know, part of you can't really hate on them for doing that. But ultimately, I think because they're spread across so many different initiatives, it can make it hard to really put a lot of effort into making some of these features really great because you know, there might be a little bit of a push behind them, but nobody's really going hard on trying to make these awesome. So, Bulletin was more of like a newsletter type of thing for it was supposed to be geared towards. Local writers, local journalists, they had recruited some journalists to do some writing on these platforms and try and foster just more of a one-on-one connection with their audience. It doesn't feel like they gave it many resources at the end of the day. And I think ultimately it just didn't prove to work well for them. Whereas neighborhoods was again, trying to be more of a next door type of thing. Next door did start to grow quite a bit through the pandemic, especially. And I mean, their growth has just kind of declined a bit on its own. So it could have been just the timing wasn't really right. People already have groups. A lot of neighborhoods and communities already have their own Facebook groups. So I think that just getting them to shift over to the neighborhoods feature was just, they didn't really see a reason to do it ultimately. So I don't think anybody's going to be crying about these features going away and they probably will barely notice.
2: Well, and I like when features go away because, you know, if they try and do everything, they can't do any of it well. Exactly. So maybe some of this effort can go into the new pages experience. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) As we were discussing earlier. So, hey, a quick reminder, it's not always open, but the Social Media Marketing Society is open now and you can get more information or join at socialmediasociety.info. Allie, where can we discover more about you?
1: Yeah. If you want to connect with me on social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find me at the Marketing Inc. Podcast. So marketingincpodcast.com or my website, allybloydmedia.com. Would love to connect with you in whatever way you see fit.
2: And if you want to add a podcast to your listening lineup, we've got two for you to check out. The Social Media Marketing Podcast, as well as the Crypto Business Podcast, both available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.
0: The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com.